Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. What did President Brigham Young believe regarding the Bible? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. In yesterday's show, we started looking at a book titled Discourses of Brigham Young. It was compiled by a Mormon apostle, John A. Witso, and it was given away as a Christmas gift by the First Presidency in the year 1992. And that's what we've been doing in this series. We've been looking at these books that were given away as Christmas gifts with the premise that if the First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints feels comfortable enough giving a book to other general authorities as well as employees in the LDS Church, they must believe the book has value, doctrinal value. Well, this book, as I said, was given in 1992. Today we want to look at what Brigham Young had to say in this book regarding the Bible. Now, you might say when you hear these quotes that those quotes don't really sound all that bad. And you have to understand that this book, what it does the same thing that a lot of manuals do in the LDS Church. They take a quote and they just shotgun them out there. And so you don't get a lot of context and sometimes you don't get a lot of explanation. Let's begin with what he says regarding the scriptures beginning on page 124, Eric. Yeah, there are a number of things that he says. The first one comes from Journal of Discourses, volume 13, page 214. The Bible, in the Bible are the words of life and salvation. Now, if you were to bring that statement up to a Latter-day Saint, just as it reads there, how many Latter-day Saints, Eric, do you think would agree with you on that? Well, they might say they agree, but they really do believe in other scriptures as well. And if you're going to talk about the one of the four scriptures that has the least amount of authority when it comes to heirs that it may have, it would be the Bible they'll point to. But yet, it was Joseph Smith himself, though, that said that a man could get closer to God by abiding by the precepts in the Book of Mormon. Take that statement by Joseph Smith, compare it to this one by Brigham Young, and I would tend to think that Joseph Smith probably wouldn't have agreed with that statement as it reads. Now remember, there's no qualification with this. It's just that portion of the statement that was taken, as you said, from volume 13, page 214 of the Journal of Discourses. And I might mention again, folks, that the Discourses of Brigham Young, all of the quotations are taken from the Journal of Discourses, 26 volumes of sermons that came out in the 19th century. Another quote from page 124 of Discourses of Brigham Young. It says, But I want to know if we agree with with the teachings of the Bible in our belief and practice. The Latter-day Saints believe in doing just what the Lord has told them to do in this book. But yet, isn't that the main controversy here? Because when Joseph Smith started coming out with these revelations that he himself claimed were never wrong— A lot of the Christians during that time period were recognizing what he was saying as not coinciding with what the Bible was teaching. And folks, this is why when you hear Latter-day Saint leaders qualify what they're about to teach by saying this is Latter-day revelation, 
What they're really telling you is, is you're probably not going to find this teaching in the Bible. But yet Brigham Young makes it sound in these quotations that everything Mormons believe can be found within the New Testament, within the Old Testament. Another one at the bottom of page 124 says this, Take the Bible just as it reads, and if it be translated incorrectly, and there is a scholar on the earth who professes to be a Christian, and he can translate it any better than King James translators did it, he is under obligation to do so. If I understood Greek and Hebrew as some may profess to do, and I knew the Bible was not correctly translated, I should feel myself bound by the law of justice to the inhabitants of the earth to translate that which is incorrect and give it just as it was spoken anciently. Now that's a fascinating statement for Brigham Young to make because Joseph Smith didn't seem to feel he needed to understand Greek and Hebrew in order to give us what's known as the Joseph Smith translation. Joseph Smith's understanding of Hebrew was very remedial, as well as his understanding of Greek. He was by no means a scholar. The reason why I find this statement to be so fascinating, though, is because Latter-day prophets are supposed to have the ability to translate as well. This is why Joseph Smith felt fully qualified to give us his inspired version of the Bible, otherwise known as the Joseph Smith translation. But when he says, if you can do it better than the King James translators, you're under obligation to do so. Here's what I find perplexing. Many times when you bring up a citation from the Joseph Smith translation, and it tends to show Mormonism in a bad light, It's not uncommon for the Latter-day Saint to just brush it off by saying, well, you know, Joseph Smith never finished it, and that's why we don't use it as a bound volume, even though they do use the Joseph Smith translation in footnotes and endnotes in their edition of the King James. What I don't understand is, if the Latter-day prophet of Mormonism has the ability to translate, as Joseph Smith felt he had that ability to translate, Who's to prohibit a person like Brigham Young to merely add to what Joseph Smith started and give us a complete translation of the Bible so that they would quit using that bad argument that Joseph Smith never finished it? Because Smith himself said in volume one, page 368 of the documentary History of the Church, that he did finish his translation of the scriptures. Bill, I want to reread what he said. If I understood Greek and Hebrew, as some may profess to do, and I knew the Bible was not correctly translated, I should feel myself bound by the law of justice to the inhabitants of the earth to translate that which is incorrect. Well, let me ask you this question. Regardless of the Joseph Smith translation or the ability of the prophet of the church to translate that without using the Greek and Hebrew, but aren't there scholars at Brigham Young University who do know the Greek and Hebrew who could possibly come and give us maybe better than what the King James did in 1611 to be able to produce a Bible that would be more what would you say, air-free than what we have now? They have every ability to do that, it seems. Yeah, I think you raise a good point. The Mormon Church certainly does have its own scholars. How good they are in comparison to other scholars out there can be questioned. If they can produce a better Bible, and there's some scholars that have actually done this, why is it that the LDS Church is not recognizing these as an official translation for the church body? They haven't, as far as I know. 
But I have to say, selfishly, I'm glad they haven't because they do use the King James Version. And though it is older and it's hard for many people to understand, it is a decent translation of what the original Greek and Hebrew had. And I would say if they did produce their own translation, we might run into the same problem where the Watchtower Society produced its own version called the New World Translation, and they incorporated their presuppositions into the translation of the Scripture, and it's a horrendous translation, and I would not recommend it for anybody. So for me, personally, I hope they don't have a new translation that they would say is now our official translation. I hope they continue with the King James. One of the reasons why I think that they will never get rid of the King James, and I think you stated it, it's a bit more difficult to understand because of the language being older. And it's, of course, a, a King James English is not the way we speak today. I would think that the church kind of likes it to be difficult to understand because if Latter-day Saints felt encouraged to read a translation that was much easier to understand, they might start doing so and realizing that what it says in the Bible does not really reflect Mormon doctrine despite statements by Brigham Young to the contrary. I think they liked the difficulty of the King James in order to keep the people in darkness when it comes to what the New Testament has to say on some very important doctrines. Here's another quote. This comes from Journal of Discourses, volume 17, page 46, and it's found on page 126 of Discourses of Brigham Young. Take up the Bible, compare the religion of the Latter-day Saints with it, and see if it will stand the test. Do you agree with that test, Bill? Well, we've been doing that for over 40 years, Eric, and we've been finding that it certainly does not stand the test. In fact, that statement from Brigham Young, take up the Bible, compare the religion of the Latter-day Saints with it, and see if it will stand the test, that quotation is on every one of our bi-monthly newsletters, Mormonism Research, because we are putting Brigham Young's statement out there, and then the content of the newsletter tends to show that that statement can't be true. One other quote, this comes from Journal of Discourses, volume 14, page 200. It says, The doctrine that we preach is the doctrine of the Bible. It is a doctrine the Lord has revealed for the salvation of the children of God. And when men who have once obeyed it deny it, they deny it with their eyes wide open, and knowing that they deny the truth and set it not the counsels of the Almighty. Doesn't that sword tend to cut both ways? Wouldn't that mean also that if a Latter-day Saint is believing things that are not really in the Bible, regardless of Brigham Young's statement, I mean, when he says the doctrine that we preach is the doctrine of the Bible, he can say that if he wants, but that's a statement that we can carefully examine and even critique, and that's what we do here. But the fact is, when he says that it is the doctrine the Lord has revealed for the salvation of the children of God, and when men who have once obeyed it, the Bible, deny it, they deny it with their eyes wide open. Wouldn't that tend to condemn every member of the LDS church that is believing something the Latter-day Prophet has told them when it conflicts with what the Bible has to say? There's one more on page 126 that I think we should examine, Eric, and it's at the bottom of page 126 in Discourses of Brigham Young. There is no clash in the principles revealed in the Bible, the Book of Mormon, and the Doctrine and Covenants. It goes on to say, and there would be no clash between any of the doctrines taught by Joseph the prophet and by the brethren now if all would live in a way to be governed by the Spirit of the Lord. 
all do not live so as to have the Spirit of the Lord with them all the time, and the result is that some get out of the way. First of all, to say that there's no clash in the principles revealed in the Bible, the Book of Mormon, and the Doctrine and Covenants, this just isn't true. I mean, even Mormon scholars have admitted that there are some troubling statements between, let's say, the Book of Mormon and the Doctrine and Covenants on the doctrine of polygamy, for instance, or even in, in the doctrine of God. Is there one God who was eternally existent as God or not? There are some conflicts there. And certainly we've been pointing out conflicts between the Bible and a lot of these other books for years and years. But when he says that there would be no clash between any of the doctrines taught by Joseph the prophet and by the brethren now, if all would live in a way to be governed by the Spirit of the Lord, well, how does he qualify that? The Spirit of the Lord, of course, would be confirming what Mormon leaders are saying. So in other words, you can't get away from what latter-day revelation is telling the member. If you do, that's when you get out of the way, as Brigham Young says towards the end of that statement. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism. As with most Christian organizations, Mormonism Research Ministry depends on the generous financial support of friends like you. If you like what we do and how we do it, would you consider helping MRM meet its financial obligations? Merely go to our website, mrm.org. At the right, you'll see a donate button. Click there and follow the instructions. MRM is a Christian nonprofit 501c3 organization and your gifts are tax deductible. Not only that, they are greatly appreciated. Thank you for your support of this ministry.